Yes, the dust is settling in the Netherlands on an extraordinary election this week, which saw the far-right populist Pevevé party, led by Heert Wilders, win the largest number of seats in Parliament. It's a result that seems to have come as a shock to the Dutch themselves. The result has the potential to lead to dramatic shifts in Dutch society, given that Wilders campaigned hard on promises to close the borders to immigrants and asylum seekers, to ban Islamic headwear in public buildings, and to hold a referendum on the question of whether to leave the European Union. But this will all depend on whether he'll be able to put together a a coalition to form government, and that remains to be seen. So let's hear now what the reaction has been in the Netherlands and from the EU in Brussels. I'm joined by Rick Rutten, who's a political reporter of NRC News. Hi there. Hi there. Can you update us, please, on the final election result and the number of seats won by the PVV party led by Heert Wilders? And to put it in some context, if you would, comparing it with the previous parliament. I think you put it exactly right. It has been a massive shock to Dutch society, to other political parties, and even to the Freedom Party of Hitler's himself. Um, Just to tell you a little story, the morning after the election, I walked into Parliament to see what will be happening at the party headquarters, at the party offices. They they got 37 seats in this election, a massive landslide for them. And I ran into some MPs that looked at me and thought I might be one of the new MPs. <laughs> That's how novel this situation was for some of them. That's how much they were still getting used to the new situation and how surprised they were at being by basically doubling their share of the seats in Parliament. Now, you have to keep in mind that the Dutch system is extremely fragmented. So overall, we have 150 seats and the PVV still has only about a quarter of those But when you consider the fact that they came from about half that, it is a massive increase and it's a massive win. And I gather that they, I think it was only three days before that they virtually booked a place to um, have some sort of um, presence in the the aftermath. I mean, clearly they didn't believe they were going to do as well as they did. You're right. And for years, they wouldn't organise any party at all. Um, that's not just because they were very pessimistic about the uh, polls. It's also because Heard Willis has been under heavy protection because he has been threatened and has been receiving serious threats to his life for years. So it just seemed like too much of a hassle to organise anything until, like you said, in those final few days, they realised that something very special might happen and they changed their mind. Now, many will have heard of him as he's been a mainstay of Dutch politics for more than 20 years and he's instantly recognisable from his physical appearance. It must be said he does have rather a trademark look. But to be reminded, he was refused entry to the UK as recently as 2009 because of some of his views. Uh, But can you just bring us quickly up to speed, please? What does he represent? The interesting thing about Heard Wilders is that he at once presents something novel with this massive populist victory. And at the same time, he is one of the mainstays at the Dutch political centre. In fact, in the new parliament, he's going to be the most experienced MP of all. He's been in parliament since the late 1990s. And when he joined parliament, he was a member of the Liberals, which is the party that has governed for the last few years and was led by Mark Rutte, one of the more prominent European leaders as well. Willers broke off to start a party of his own. And he's been controversial. He's been banned entry from the UK. 
He's also been seen as something of an outcast by most of the other political parties, especially after he briefly supported one of the liberal governments uh, about a decade ago and uh, walked out when serious negotiations were going on. And ever since, it seemed just very unlikely that he would ever get back into power. Um, his agenda has stayed pretty much the same in all those years. Mm. It's a combination of strong anti-Islamic stances. Uh, Wilders has for years been saying that the Quran should be banned, that mosques should be banned. Um, and like you mentioned, that half-scarves should not be allowed in any public building. But he's combined that with an agenda of some left-wing like social security, as well as a number of uh, measures, mostly on immigration and asylum, and a very strong anti-EU stance as well. If it's up to Wilders, the Netherlands would leave the EU as soon as possible. A Nexit, yes, although people seem to think that's unlikely. Uh, and what about any thoughts? I know he has, for instance, he doesn't believe in military aid, Kiev. What about uh, climate? He's very sceptical of that as well. Um, he is, uh, he's that skeptical of the fact that the Netherlands, which has been a country that obviously has dealt with, uh, well, might be dealing with very serious consequences of climate change. It's a country that's mostly under seas. It's a country that's been able to protect itself thanks to tall dikes to protect us from the, the northern sea. So any any rise in sea levels would have serious consequences. But Willis has basically waved that away and has said that if it's up to him, the climate policy would be put through the shredder, which is literally the way it's put in the party program. Yeah. The key thing to notice, though, is that for the past few months in his campaign, he was taking a sort of mild turn by showcasing his willingness to govern and even a willingness to make compromises. And this seems to have been key in his successful campaign. Look, the result is not just a victory for PVV, but a punishment, is it not, for the for the outgoing Prime Minister, Mark Rutte, who served in that role for quite some years. What have voters been unhappy about with his performance over that time, would you say? There's been two big um, worries that grew under Rutte's uh, premiership. The first of them is, is trust in government, which has been low and has been getting low for years. Um, people started to see Rutte as someone that you can trust, someone that was continuously making deals with all kinds of parties, somehow stayed in power, but that wasn't without a consequence on the overall level of, of trust in society uh, towards the government and towards the Liberal Party uh, in, especially. So even though he could sort of fend off the effects of that in the polls in previous years, clearly that was going to have some consequences at some point. And this was the election in which that showed the other key thing is that migration has been a top concern for Dutch voters for years as well, uh, both in terms of asylum migration, uh, say out of uh, Syria, for instance, after the civil war, as well as uh, northern African countries, and other forms of migration as well, labor migration, uh, student migration. And if you talk to Dutch voters in the past few days, this was something that they would often bring up. They wouldn't even mention the numbers, but they would say that they had a hard time finding a house and they felt that that was because of immigration. They had been on a waiting list for healthcare. And again, they would blame it on migration. Now, obviously there are more issues at play there, but often the conversation would, would come back to that. And even in a more sentimental sense, you could easily meet people that felt that their country was slipping away from them. They found it hard that wherever you go, in the bigger cities, for instance, it's often the case that English rather than Dutch is the language that's being spoken by by waiters, by people that talk to you in retail stores, by and the signs on the street. And this sense of losing a home, 
I think, is something that you could often find among uh, voters. Some of them that have voted PVV for years, but also some voters that never voted for that party before and then suddenly did this week. How would you rate then the search overnight even since the uh, since the election itself for some form of government, you know, the alliance building that has to go on? Where, how do you rate that as uh, being underway at the moment? Oof, that's, that's a tough question. To me, it's a bit like looking at the Kremlin in the Soviet years, right? <laughs> it's, we're looking at something, but we don't know exactly what we're seeing. Because here's the thing, the other parties that are now being looked at to govern with Wilders. So the more traditional right-wing party, the Vévédé, Rettis party, the Liberals, as well as another upstart new party uh, founded by another experienced MP who started his own party. So a bit of a, a modern Wilders in that sense, but then much more of a center-right politician whose name is Peter Amtsicht. Both of these parties would be key in a new government with Wilders. But they're very careful about their next steps because they know that part of their supporters desperately wants them to govern with Wilders while there's another part of their supporters and even some of their MPs that are much more skeptical about that. And so part of what we're looking at now is these parties saying, for instance, that they have to seriously consider some issues before uh, starting coalition talks. They might um, have some internal discussions to do that. They might even start negotiations, even though they don't actually want to do that, simply to show to their voters that they really want to give that a try. So it's pretty hard trying to determine what we're looking at now. You have to keep in mind that Dutch coalition talks they don't take a week. They can take months mm. easily. The last one took nine months. So, I mean, there's no guarantee that he's going to be the prime minister, even though he's polled so well. No, even that is hard to say. And now here's Wilder's trick, is that during this campaign, he's been presenting himself as um, a Mulder version of himself. Geert Mulders was uh, a a nickname you could come across in the press very often. And his program was still as tough as it was, really. But he succeeded very well in campaigning uh, on the promise of being more willing to compromise, of being able to govern. Remember that for years, other parties said they would never govern with him. And then the favor day this summer actually said that they might consider it. Ever since, he's been very open about this willingness to make compromises, about his ability to govern. And it really seemed to have worked well with voters. He would say that, for instance, a mosque ban would really not be on the top of his list of priorities. Some analysts even said that he changed the his haircut, his famous haircut, a little bit, make it a little bit less long and a little bit less extreme to show that he really isn't that odd, that he really isn't that different. He still is, but in terms of PR, that seems to have worked out well for him. Let's just have a very quick listen to what Wilders himself had to say on Thursday when the election result was announced. The voters have spoken. The voters have determined that the PVV will become the largest party by far. It would be very undemocratic. And so I assume that it will not happen that voters will be sidelined. Voters wouldn't accept that either. They'd find it terrible. I think we need to see where the common ground is, and then we need to do business with each other. Because we have to help the Netherlands move forwards. The hope of so many people is that things must change in the Netherlands, that the influx of asylum seekers will be limited, that ordinary Dutch people will have more money in their pockets again, that homes will go back to the Dutch, that the Dutch will be put in the first place again. Certainly uh, pragmatic, but some veiled threats there, uh, Rick. Yep, like there's a lot of political 
scheming. Uh, I think that were, was very clear in and, those words. And look, just very quickly, um, uh, I see that the, the European far right has said this is part of the winds of change. Do you see it like that, that there's something different coming over Europe or is this a very Dutch story? It's hard to say, really. I think part of this is a very Dutch story. Part of it really is the fatigue with the years of Rutte governing. Part of it is also seemingly a big strategic mistake of the Liberals in the fact that they've said that they would be willing to cooperate with the PVV. Because as soon as the centre-right did say that, uh, you could see Wilder's party rise in the polls. And then in the final few days, he really got an extra push from all kinds of strategic voters that would usually vote for other parties to vote for him. So in that sense, it is a Dutch story. But I think the, the wider story you can see here is that when I spoke to foreign journalists in The Hague, in the Netherlands over the last few days, I would often mention the fact that I was struck by how little they seemed to care about Wilders and his, his possible chances of victory. And what they would say was, yes, we were here 10, 15 years ago, and back then Wilders was a big shock. But he isn't that much more. He isn't that much of a novelty anymore. We now have Giorgia Meloni in Italy, who's leading a very similar party, and she seems to be doing just fine in the way that she governs. She gets to hang out with all the Western leaders without any trouble. So you know, you might just get Prime Minister Wilders, and it might not be that special. And in that sense, I think you can see this normalization of the far right across Europe, mm-hmm. and that really is a bigger story than the Netherlands alone. Rick Rutten, thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Rick Rutten, a political reporter for NRC News, and we will be looking before the end of the year at those different strands of opinion emerging across Europe because they really are complicated. Uh, And uh, I'm sure you'll be wanting us to do something like that. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.